All right, welcome back to the listener's commentary on the letter of Jude. This is the final recording of our study through Jude. We'll be looking at Jude 17 through 25. And to put that in context, Jude has just finished calling out the false teachers for their ungodliness, for their faithfulness, for the destructive effects they can have on people and on groups of Christians. Now, Jude turns his attention directly to his readers to address them, and he says that the apostles of Jesus warned there would be such false teachers as this. So, in view of that, we should take serious responsibility for our own spiritual walk and our own spiritual health. Not only that, we should help each other out as well and make sure that other people aren't drifting off the path into falsehood and error. And in fact, Jude will say, Jesus is able to protect us and lead us safely to our final destination. So, this last little section of the letter of Jude reads, beginning in verse 17, like this. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, in the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. And so Jude calls his original readers to remember what they heard the apostles themselves teach. In fact, we noted at the outset of our study of the letter of Jude that this very much sounds like a quote from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3, that Jude may be referring to that specific teaching of the apostles. And yet we know that this is not Uh, the only place such teaching was given by the apostles. And so Jude is calling his readers to remember that the apostles warned that in the last time there would be mockers, scoffers, who followed after their own ungodly desires. Jude says in verse 19 that these people are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. That's what they're like. They divide God's people. They cause divisions. They are worldly-minded, which means they are seeking the things of this world, their goals, uh, the stuff of the world, the goals of this world. That's really what their heart and their mind is set on. And they are devoid of the Spirit. They lack the Spirit of God as evidenced by their ungodly character. There is no evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in their life. And so, regardless of what they claim for being spiritual, they are devoid of the Spirit of God. Then, Jude urges his original readers and us to attend to our own spiritual growth and our own walk with God. He says in verse 20 and 21, But you, notice, directly addressing his audience, but you, beloved, this is the second time here he's called them beloved. Uh, Verse 17, but you, beloved. And then again here in verse 20, but you, beloved, directly addressing them, but doing so with terms of endearment to let them know, I love you so much. That's why I'm giving you this warning and this call and this challenge, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, the main clause or the main statement in this sentence is keep yourselves in the love of God. We'll talk more about that here in a second, but that's the main clause of the sentence. And we note that so that we can see how the other phrases function in the sentence, that they in some way modify that main clause. And so uh, Jude calls us to keep ourselves in the love of God, and then he uses three participle phrases to amplify it. The first two, 
uh, describe two key ways that we can keep ourselves in the love of God. So first, building yourselves up on or building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Jude has already used the word faith in verse 4 for the truth that we believe about Jesus, the faith that has Jesus as the centerpiece of it, the Christian faith. In verse 4, Jude said, contend earnestly for that faith. Here, he calls followers of Jesus to build themselves up in the faith. That is, one key way we can keep ourselves in the love of God is by learning and living out the truths of our Christian faith. Building up has the idea of strengthening, right? Like uh, you're, you're constructing, you're strengthening yourselves in these truths. So building yourselves up in the faith. And the second key way we can keep ourselves in the love of God is by praying in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Well, Romans chapter 8, Paul mentions that the Holy Spirit helps us pray. In Ephesians 6, Paul tells us to pray at all times in the Spirit for all God's people. So the reality is the entire Christian life is life in and by the Spirit. We walk by the Spirit. We walk with Him. He enables us to live like Christ and for Christ. So one way he helps us do that is by helping us to pray. Uh, to pray in the Spirit is to pray in partnership with him. It's to pray with his help, to, to pray knowing that he's taking our words to the Father, as Paul says in Romans chapter 8. So we pray in the Holy Spirit. So by building ourselves up and by praying in the Spirit, we must keep ourselves in the love of God. And that's that central phrase. Uh, while the phrase love of God could refer to our love for God, it's probably best here to take it as God's love for us. The idea is not forgetting God's love, to remain connected to God in attachment to God, not drifting away from God and his love for us, but instead building ourselves up constantly on the truth found in Scripture and the gospel and praying by the power of the Holy Spirit, we keep God's love and God's presence the centerpiece of our life, not letting falsehood take us away from him. That's the idea. Um, and while we're doing this, we keep our eyes on the finish line of the final day. That's the third qualifying phrase here, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So as we keep ourselves in the love of God, we are looking forward to that final day, the day when Jesus returns. We, we are looking forward to it with confident expectation and anticipation. We are waiting for it eagerly. And so by building ourselves up in the faith, by praying in the Holy Spirit, while looking forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus, we keep ourselves rooted in and grounded in the very love of God himself. Then Jude turns in verse 22 and says, not only should we attend to our own spiritual growth and walk, we need to seek to help others in theirs as well, particularly those who are maybe being persuaded by some of these false ideas or who are confused about some of that in his original audience, some of those who are being really led astray by the false teachers. And so he says in verse 22 and 23, and have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on 
some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. And so he says, have mercy on some who are doubting. That is, on some whose faith is wavering because of the falsehoods and the half-truths and the uncertainty that it has created. Uh, in mercy and compassion, believers in Jesus need to, to help those who's, who are being double-minded and who are being pulled astray to help them back to solid footing in Jesus. Then he says in verse 23, save others, snatching them out of the fire. That is, rescue them from the very edge of judgment. As they're, they're moving closer and closer to going all in with the false teachers, grab them and pull them back. And then he says, on some, show mercy mixed with fear. That fear is the idea of caution, trepidation, realizing how easily we could be tempted and polluted as well. And he uses this picture of a garment polluted by the flesh. The picture is of a tunic worn right next to the skin where it gets the most sweaty and the most dirty. In you know, modern uh, clothing, we might think of it as like underwear, right? Like, you know, hating even how dirty that stuff is, is the idea. Like someone who's steeped in the pollution of the flesh, we want to help them. We need to help them, but we have to be aware of the risk of helping them because we're all susceptible to being polluted by the flesh. Well, with that, Jude has wrapped up his letter. He said pretty much everything he wants to say. And so he ends his letter with a beautiful doxology. A doxology is a statement of praise to God. And this one here in uh, Jude 24 and 25 reminds us that although we have a responsibility to stay faithful to Jesus, God's going to help us do that. God's the one who ultimately will guide us safely through. And so this is a beautiful statement of praise to God for his faithfulness and his help in leading us to that final day. So Jude ends his letter by writing these words. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. And what a beautiful way to wrap up this letter. Jude has called the believers then and now to stand firm in the faith, to contend for the faith. He's called out the false teachers. But though we have a responsibility for walking with God and for contending for the faith and building ourselves up in the faith and keeping ourselves in the love of God. We have a responsibility for that. We also have great help for that. Him who is able to protect us from stumbling. Him who is able to make us stand in the presence of his glory. Uh, and so since he is our help and our hope to him, be praise and glory and dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. And so this is a beautiful way to wrap up this letter with a doxology that praises God for his great help in leading us safely through to that final day. And really, that's at the heart of keeping ourselves in the love of God. Uh, we just continue to return to him. We continue to stay attached to him and he will guide us safely through. Uh, our job is to stay connected. 
Um, his job is to protect us and to make us stand and to guide us safely home. And so we as his people in the midst of this fallen world, we have to be on our guard. We have to beware. But ultimately, our primary job is to stay attached to God, to build ourselves up in the faith, to pray in the spirit, to stay attached to the Father, to look forward to the return of Jesus. And God himself will guide us safely home. Hey, it's John. Before we leave the letter to Jude, let me just say thank you to those of you who make the listener's commentary possible through your prayers and through your financial support. And if you have been impacted in some way by the listener's commentary, would you prayerfully consider supporting this ministry? In fact, for the month of April 2022, if you set up a monthly recurring donation to the listener's commentary, you will get free access to the study hub. So if you want more than the audio, if you want to be able to uh, see charts and background materials, if you want to see uh, documents like the comparison between 2 Peter 2 and Jude and all of that, that's all available in the study hub. And you have access to that at a whatever you can afford price or for this month, a monthly recurring donation to this ministry. So thanks a ton to those of you who support this work. God bless you as you seek and serve him.